WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Oh, man. You know, I think I, uh, I think I got hurt this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What happened? I mean, watching Hawks hockey, but <laughs> I got I got an upper body. <laughs> upper body? So you're going to join the long the list? Yeah, put me on the IR. Oh, man. Like, it just, when it rains, it pours for Chicago. Like, what yeah. the hell is going on? Um, what, yeah, you know, just me and the boys. <laughs> lots lots of from the injuries. Lots of injuries piling up. Um, lots of losses being added to the standings and um, start selling for Celbrini is in full effect right now. And just sell, <laughs> you just sell shit. Selly, like sell about oh. celebrations. Oh, Selly. I thought you said start selling. I was oh. like, oh, um, yeah, selling for Celbrini. Um, I guess we'll just get right into it. Hawks played three times. This past week, two games on the West Coast, so they were late games. Yeah. And Tanner, you probably you got to watch them normal time. No, it still ends at like 11. <laughs> <laughs> like they started, what, 8 o'clock here still? 9 o'clock so Central. 9 o'clock yeah. your time, 8 o'clock my time. And I was just like, oh, Jesus. And especially since they got their dicks kicked in, I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I want to stay up until 11. <laughs> They got outscored 11 to 2 in their two games out west. Uh, first up was the Battle of the Connors. The hype train was out. Connor Bedard versus Connor McDavid. Let's fucking go. And what happened? Very quickly, less than five minutes in, Connor Bedard fucking snites it. Oh, baby. That was beautiful. Damn. And it pisses me off that he's like, yeah, no, I just shot it. Yeah. Didn't find anything special about his shot. And it's like, yeah. I get it. He's used to it. But you know what? Fucking love it, man. You scored a goal. McDavid didn't. Let's go. You, you're winning the, the battle of the counters right now. Right. The first point of the of the head to head. Let's go. Yeah. McDavid got two assists. Oilers won this game. Whatever. Kind of a dart scored. Yeah. Well, they Me. were expected to win the game. So, like, who fucking cares? That was the funny thing, too. I posted the video of his goal on Instagram and I did the caption. I was like, Bedard one McDavid zero. And somebody the next day commented, well, yeah, what was the score? I was like, cool. You beat up on a team. That is the Dead worst. Team in the, yeah. The worst <laughs> team in the NHL. But guess which Connor scored. Exactly. The right Connor, the good yeah. Connor. I mean, it, it's Jesus with, with the way, with the way this game like scored out right like four to one it makes it seem like they got really blown out there's a lot of time like chances the hawks had they played pretty well um it's just yeah oilers have a ton of firepower man like nothing nothing that they could have done about that especially being without korchinski and without seth jones and like that's that's the main main reason like there's they're just so screwed right now <laughs> yeah we'll talk we'll talk about the injuries in a second here but i it's mean it's crazy like vlasic played the most minutes and i think he looks great especially since him and isaac phillips 
who played the third most minutes. He almost played uh, 21 and a half. They were an even. Hey, if you're if you're pulling up as a like pretty much a rookie against the Oilers who are stacked offensively, yeah, and you're getting almost the most minutes and you're finishing the day even. It's actually kind of impressive too. Connor Murphy finished plus one. Um, I think I think they did pretty goddamn good. You know, they held their own. It's just yeah, tough, man. I mean, it's fucking yeah, it, impossible to fucking face off against that power play. Dude, it's it's a cheat code, and the fact that they weren't winning to begin the season was like you knew that you know the other shoe was going to drop, and that they were going to turn it around. I mean, this game for them was their eighth straight win. McDavid is on a was on a ten game point streak at this point um, after this game, so I don't I don't know where he's currently sits. It's like this is a team that I. I had as a Stanley Cup favorite. I I said that they I think we're going to represent the West. I can't remember if I oh, said yeah. they win it or not. Um, I said that they but, were going to be the the President's Trophy team. Yeah, and it's like this is a good team, and you know, I don't, I don't, I glad it was only four to one. It could have been so much worse. I mean, Mrazek had a great goal. game. Still, Mrazek just is just a god. I mean, not a god. Like, <laughs> it's like he's. He's playing stellar hockey, and like if you look at the the box score, the score sheet, and you see that he's got an eight six two save percentage, it doesn't tell the whole story because like he's making fucking a plus saves on every every save that he's making. It's it's yeah. just crazy. I mean, he's got a lot. Just... He's got a he's got a huge load on his back. <laughs> And it's just getting he's bigger ca- and he's bigger. carrying that load. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's playing for a trade, or do you think he's just like playing because he's healthy and like this is? I what think he can he's do. playing well because he's healthy, and he's probably like doesn't have to hold back to like worry about the fact that he might pull his groin for the first time in years. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any other other takeaways from this game? It, you know, the Hawks are basically crippled at this point, and. To, to pull out of this one only with three against when this team scored the most goals last year, I think. Or against. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's It says something that, like, they played pretty pretty decently. I mean, they didn't let a power play goal in, too, until the third period, which is nice. Dude, Sam Gagne, just every time the Hawks come up, yep. he just turns into McDavid. He's like, I'll play, I'll play for peanuts at Edmonton just to score against the Hawks. Yeah, he had another two points against the Hawks here. Um, after this one, they they make the trip out to Seattle to fake, face the crackheads. Um, this one got ugly fast, and I'm glad I didn't even watch this one. I don't know what it is about the Seattle Kraken, but it's kind of funny. This is very similar to late last year when. Um, I don't know if you remember, but like when the Hawks were kind of surprising teams earlier on in the season, like the Kraken were a team that they came back and beat. Yeah. And I think it was like four to three. And that's exactly what they did earlier this season where they won four to three. And then similar thing happened where the Kraken, the second time that they played them, absolutely smoked the Hawks. <laughs> and then I think that the third matchup was like a seven to five, like it was insane. And so, oh like, yeah, it was like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, yeah, just and so bullies need not apply. Can't wait till January twenty fourth. Yeah, my God, like a month away when we see 
I'm I bet that like the the lines for over under on goals is going to be like if it's anything under eight and a half, <laughs> hit the over. It's fine. <laughs> if it's any, I mean, if it's anything under five and a half, it's over for sure. Even if it's eight and a half, just it's, it's going to be the over. Like it's crazy. I want to see yeah, if I can I, find out what the score was from last year because I I had a kind of feeling insane. that the Kraken were going to come out pretty good in this one. Um, they mm-hmm. just can't. They were coming off a win. They're having a hard time finding the identity of this team. Like they're struggling to repeat what they did last year. They are. I think they're going through some injury issues as well. I think was it Eberle? Or no, Schwartz just went down. Is he? Yeah, he's on LTIR. They just traded for Thomas Tatar. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you here, see, okay, I have the games from last year real quick yeah. for you. So it was a, the first the first game five four win for the Hawks. So that's similar four three. Next game was eight to five. The Hawks lost, and then the game after that, the Hawks lost seven to three. So we beat we'll them order, and then, and then they absolutely tear us apart the next two games. Yeah, but it's just like, oh no, please, <laughs> like I don't want to see that happen again. Yeah, oh. so this is a game that the Kraken needed, jumped all over the Hawks. Um, I think they ended up winning another game after this one as well. Or no, they lost in a shootout. But if you're a struggling team who's who potentially could be a playoff team and you see the Blackhawks on your schedule, like that, that's when you're circling to kind of be like, all right, let's write the ship here a little bit. Yeah, get ready to turn it around. You're fine. Um, Taylor Radish had the lone goal in this one. Bedard doesn't get a point, so his road point streak ends at 10, unfortunately. Which is only important to everybody besides Bedard. I'm sure he right. does not give a shit. <laughs> he probably didn't even realize he was on that type of streak. Oh, he definitely didn't. Well, it's not that he didn't realize. He's He probably heard about it from a thousand people. And then it was just like, it does not matter. Like, or do I'm you just, think he secretly to... is like behind the scenes, like stat? He's got like a calendar and he's yeah. got all the stats like hand out and just trying to like, you know predict where he's going to be at, what he needs to do to hit X. I don't know. Or do you think he really just doesn't <laughs> I think he just is, I like playing hockey. I'm going to go out there and play hockey. Fair. Right. The last game of the week, uh, the Canucks came to town. Um, I will give Vancouver some of their social media team. It was a funny tweet they sent out, like Canuck yeah. fans everywhere. And they did pictures of Hawk or Canuck fans in the stands and then a picture of Bedard on the ice. So, I mean, for those who don't know, he grew up cheering for the Canucks. And he even said it was, like, first time playing Vancouver. And he's, like, talking about how to his par- how he was talking to his parents how crazy it was that, you know, just a few years ago he was rooting hard for this team. And now he's out here against them. He's, like, it's just a really cool full circle moment. Um, oh, I forgot about – I was going to mention during the Seattle game. So, Arvid Soderblom played that game where I oh, yeah. finished it out. And now – I think Soderblom's played like 13 games or so. And he, <laughs> I just think this is the funniest stat. He's got two wins and they're both against Toronto. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's all he big wins. Those are, those are the only two games that he's won. And I just think it's hilarious that they both happen to be against Toronto. <laughs> I saw, uh, speaking of Soderblom, I saw something too that um, Ben Pope was reporting. Um, I think it was 14. Luke Richardson was talking about it, and he was saying that they aren't even thinking about sending Soderblom down to Rockford. 
They said that he's in a better position to learn from his mistakes up here yeah. and to kind of just play through everything, which, you know what? I thought I was saying bring up uh, Strubauer or something, but you Stopper. know what? <laughs> Stopper. Yeah. Strubauer. I mean, okay. Stopper. But anyway, it's I it makes it makes more sense, um, especially if they do see Soderblom being part of this team long term. Yeah. Not long term, but like longer. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's nothing to play for. The team so, we're going to talk about this team just being torn up right now. Soderblom in his career has four wins. And how crazy would it be if I told you that those four wins were all against Toronto? Was it really? No, they're not. But that would be fucking uh, crazy, right? That would be insane. <laughs> I was just like, that would be, I just had to look up. No, the other two that he got last year were Anaheim and LA. But it would be so funny. <laughs> if, if if he's win or undefeated against Toronto, I if I was in that division, I'd be calling up the Hawks and being like, "We need him for right. every time we play them." Right. Oh my god. <laughs> that'd be that'd be just that'd be so funny. <laughs> so funny. Well, he's All yeah, right. he's the Toronto cheat code, so that's nice. At least we know that if we if we make it to the playoffs in the future and make it all the way to the cup and Toronto's there, we just put Soder Bomb in for that series and go four and out and be good to go. Hey, baby, that's, let's go. That's banking on a lot to go right, including the Hawks going that far and Toronto actually getting past the second round. Yeah, this is called a fantasy. Yeah, fair. Back to Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, back back at back at the Vancouver area. <laughs> um, um Hawks are out. Uh, Vlasic as well this game. <laughs> it's just, oof. That's all I gotta say. They played well. That's the thing. The Hawks played extremely well this game. It's just... Half shot, Vancouver. Yeah. They... All the goals that Vancouver scored were just... There was nothing Mrazic can do. I mean, two of the goals were tip-ins. One, the first one by Patterson was great passing that ended up with him having a wide open net. I'm pretty, I think that was the five on three as well. Um, double check. Yeah. I'm pretty positive. It was, or if it wasn't the five on three, it was like one penalty had just released and the guy didn't even, wasn't, didn't get a chance to get back in the play. I think that's what it was. Um, and then the Besser shot was just perfect placement. He actually got a piece of it with his toe. He's so good. And, and I mean, before we get into it, like Felino had a great game too. That third, that third line, I'm going to call him the third line because they're out there to start the game most of the time too. Um, but that Felino, Joey Anderson, and Jason Dickinson line has just amazed me the way that they've played because like, they're, you're not, they're not out there to like really score, but they're applying so much pressure. The amount of times I've seen, yeah, the amount of times I've seen either one of those three guys just crash, like, like, like dump and chase and fucking pull the puck out from the defenseman somehow is just amazing to me because then they just throw it to the front of that and they're all just crashing. And yeah. I just, I love it. Felino has a great net front presence. Joey Anderson somehow picks everybody's pockets. And then Jason Dickinson just loves shooting so short side. And it's amazing. Yeah. The absolute grit and like that firecracker yeah, energy, yeah, yeah, that Anderson brought up to this team when he got called up. And it sucks because we'll talk about it in injuries in a second here, but he just got placed on the IR as well. Yep, but 
it's like yeah it's that's the kind of stuff that i really enjoy about watching these bad teams is because you're getting an opportunity to watch players that you may not normally get to see yeah they get to and prove themselves a little bit more. exactly they're getting their opportunity to show that they belong in the nhl and who knows you you i mean you got to fill this team out when it's time to compete and you're not going to be able to go out and buy every single player to fill out this roster. You're going to need to yeah. build within two and to get those third line, fourth line, those bottom, the bottom six guys and all that. And we talked about last week with the defense, you know, the more guys we're seeing and that and having success up at the NHL level, it's awesome. It just shows we got the options and it's great to see the same thing from forwards. Now. I think, um, there's a lot of like guys sticking up for guys too. And during this game, and I thought it was hilarious that Reese Johnson got in a fight with Nikita Zadorov. But I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you are so outsized right now. But, like, he's not backing down. Um, but that, that also – That was a not it? Yeah, that, yeah he got taken <laughs> down. But that fight got uh, Zadorov out for the rest of the game, which is pretty great because all he did was hit, like, Pedersen. Um, but there's a lot of really good things that happened this game, man. Like, the Foligno goals – the first time this season, the Hawks got two power play goals in, in one game. Cole Gutman got that very nice shot where Bedard weaved through people, kind of lost it, got it. It landed on Gutman's tape and he fucking rips it. The There's only that. time that drop back stupid play on the power play yeah, has worked. Well, yeah, because you throw it back to Bedard like, and just let him skate. That's the only exactly. time it's going to work. <laughs> and then Mrazic makes probably one of the like, better saves of the year. Especially, I mean, for sure on the Hawks, but maybe contending for save of the year in the NHL too, because just sticking the paddle out and getting that getting that puck in the third period really kept them in it. And I mean, there's a lot of like the controversy at the end of the game where the Hawks have the empty net and like Bedard gets tripped, and you know they don't call it, but it is what it is. Like you can't dwell on it. It's kind of it's it's, it's pain in the ass well, or whatever. Going back to the the Miratic save too. Could we again talk about how the Hawks deserve better from play by play? Oh yeah. Because that Voster's call on that was terrible. It was like the most nonchalant call ever. It's like he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> and it's like Panger when they were doing like the replay, like he's trying to like yeah. guide Vosters into like, you know, like no, make a bigger deal, like make a big so then it's like Panger's finally just like Holy jump and what a say. Like he finally like yeah stepped up. It's like, God damn, Vosters. Fucking do something. Oh god. It just pissed me off. Listen to that. Sorry. I'm I'm re-watching that. it because I just want to hear it. Because I didn't He's just so nonchalant. Like well, he says save Amorazic, but it's not like that. But it wasn't like but it wasn't yeah. like you know, Pat Foley, like, say, well, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh, yeah. That's, I think it's because we're spoiled that we had the Pat Foley reactions. And it's just, but it just yeah. didn't it's seem not, like he was there. excited. Yeah. It, well, he, uh, well, I see what you're saying. Um, either way, Hawks played a fantastic game this game without Vlasic, without Seth Jones, and without Korchinski. Yeah. So, all right. Injury woes. I have the entire list of injuries right now. One's a question mark based on cap friendly. We don't know. I haven't seen anything official about it yet. Um, so Joey Anderson placed on the IR today for a shoulder injury. Steph Jones, IR, shoulder injury. 
Elastic was ruled out last game, upper body. I haven't seen anything about him yet, if, if it's long-term or not. Yes. Uh, Donato and Whistle have both been missing for an illness. Uh, as we know, Taylor Hall is out for the year with the ACL injury. Uh, Anthony has been out for a while with a groin injury. Yeah, at least a Black, Blackwell has been out all season with a lower body injury. He's the one that we're not sure because according to Cat Friendly, he was, he was activated. Clear. Yeah, today he was cleared from yeah. injury. Yeah, haven't seen anything like official on like the Hawks accounts or anything like that, or any of the reporters. Yeah, anything that. So that's a question mark right there. Tenorti is in concussion protocol, and I think he's on the IR as well. Yep. And then Korchinski is obviously out because we found out his uh, end up being his dad passed away, um, unfortunately, which mm-hmm. fucking sucks. But you yeah, said it best in our group chat. At least he got to see his kid make it to the NHL. Right. Like, there's that that little bit where I'm sure, like, that's something they were looking forward to, like, their whole life. Um, I think that it's another – it goes back to, like, when Felino gets interviewed, man. Like, he just knows exactly what to say and how to say it. And, yeah, man, he's – it sucks. I don't know. I can't really describe, like – what that would feel like, but it's really shitty. What? I'm glad that like all the, all the guys were able to go to the funeral on Friday, you know, be there for him. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, I think that Felino put it best. And I don't know if you have the quote anywhere, but just him like talking about like being there for like someone, like when someone on your team hurts, like you all hurt. Yeah. When he hurts, we all hurt. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's such an awesome guy. And it's like, I, I'm, you know, go yeah, go for it. Go for it. No, I was just about to say, it's like, I don't know when we're going to see Korchinski back. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows, like, if this was something that was a quick and sudden thing or if they kind of knew that that this was, was coming. Um, but, I mean, I've dealt with the pain of losing my dad, and I just I couldn't imagine being an NHL player and and just going back to that. Yeah, and like, especially being, like, your rookie year, like, your first oh, probably, man. like, your first major time away from home. Yeah. Besides. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're literally you moving. Can... Yeah. But you're literally living in a completely different city in another country. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, he was in Seattle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot that Seattle's in the WHL. Um, either way, I'm still sticking with what I'm saying. No, I, no, I get what you're, I'm what you're saying. Yeah. It's tough. It's it's a tough situation. A man. lot more travel to be away from the family too. This is his job now. We're juniors. It wasn't yeah. as like it was just hockey. Yeah. Now it's your it's your career. It's he your was, job. He was working up towards what he's getting at. So. So yeah. hopefully, I mean, hopefully we see him back with the team soon. Um, yeah. But I also with this, this goes again with just the season. It's like this. If there's ever a time for this kind of crap to happen and there's no reason to rush back or whatever, this is the season. It's like there's zero reason for him to get back here ASAP. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, I mean, his mental like, health and all that is more important. Yeah, obviously we could use him, but, like, that's not that's not worth – like, that's not what it is. It's not what it's about right now. Right. But – I was sitting in our group chat about, like, Felino too. I was just like, I'm so surprised that, like, we've never seen anything – about him like being such a leader like his whole career until he was on the hawks and 
I just wish that the hog or that the NHL would have promoted guys like him, like to to fans, just to show like how great of a like how many great leaders like leaders there are in the NHL, rather than just like star players and like being flashy, but like stand up guys, like fantastic people. Yeah, that's the that's the problem because I I know people in Columbus talked about how amazing he was and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and it's just he got high praise it, from it, everywhere he's been. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks that because he's not the the Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, all that, he doesn't get the the same recognition. That that's unfortunate because he he might be one of the best guys in the league. Yeah, I really hope he sticks with the Hawks for as long as he can. Finish his career out here. Yeah, it'd be great. I think that he's such an asset, like such a valuable asset to the team. Definitely, hundred percent. And awesome. and I can't think of a better player for Bedard to be learning, like because I mean, it's not a, a question of if; it's a matter of when Bedard gets the C. And if this is the kind of guy that he's learning from, I mean, maybe Taze might be the only other person like that has ties to the Hawks that would be would have been a cool like mentor for him. Yeah. But it's like, you know, everything I've seen with Ligno so far this year, it's like, yeah, Bedard, dude, you could be half of that as a captain, man. You're fucking going to be golden. Yeah, right? It's it's so good. <clears throat> um, With the injuries piling up, I mean, this team has – they've fallen down to – let me pull the actual standings. Are they are – they Dead last. last? They are yeah. dead last. Okay. Um, Through 30 games, right now they're – so they have the best odds to win the draft lottery and already hockey social media is getting ready to burn down talking Good. about how they need to change the rules about Hawks, about team winning it two years in a row and all this kind of stuff. It's blah, already, blah, blah. the rules are already changed that you can't they win already change two it. times in five years. Yeah. But I was interesting, interested in seeing through 30 games this year, what it looked like compared to the team last year, because this team feels a lot worse than the team last year. Yes. So through 30 games <laughs> this year, the team is 920 and one for 19 points. Through 30 games last year, 7, 19, and 4 for 18 points. Oh, hey. So they're one point better. Um, last year they scored 68 goals and let up 114 goals at this point. This year, they've scored 70 goals and let up 108. Hey, improvements? Improvements. Goals for game last year, 2.27, 2.33 this year. Uh, the major drop-off is their power play has gone down about 50%. This year, they're 11.6. Last year, they were 22.8. Oof. And last year's uh, penalty kill through this point was 71.3%. This year, 75.8. Hmm. Now, what does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Yes. But it's interesting to kind of see, you know, where they're at. And it's just, do you agree, though, like, that this team feels worse than last year's team? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I'm checking something else real quick. So Connor Bedard's got 26 points in 30 games. I'm curious to know, like, what was – who was our leading scorer? Yeah. Last year, Patrick Kane was our leading scorer through 30 games, 22 points. Bedard is better than Kane. It's, Patrick Kane I mean, who? 
Yeah, he's got and Kane was also a minus twenty two at that point too. Kane also had more guys to play with too last year. Yeah, I mean having Max Domi alone on his line was was pretty fantastic. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, DraftKings makes it super easy to bet on NHL action. Uh, just looking at games tonight, you have the Vancouver Canucks, who are just on an absolute tear this season that nobody really saw coming. They are money line favorites at minus 162. You have the Edmonton Oilers who are looking to get their season back on track, minus 185. And then you even got the Carolina Hurricanes who are just big-time favorites uh, with minus 258. Uh, those are just some of the odds that DraftKings offers you uh, each and every night. Um, make sure you download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bet expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino Resort. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks with the NHL League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see um, where this team goes going forward, especially – with all these injuries piling up, I mean, we're going to start seeing players that we probably are like, that's a made up EA NHL name. No, player no, right no. there. I don't think it's going to get to that <laughs> point. I really hope it doesn't get to that point. But, maybe, uh, maybe Gus gets another call up. Oh yeah. That'd be cool though. I mean, that's always cool seeing the hometown kid. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the maybe, 30 game, Mark, maybe, maybe we get to see Colton doc. Maybe we get to see, Nolan Allen. I would Jones. love to see Colin Doc. I think Colin Doc might be the one player that I'm like is my like if you had to pick one player to to get a a couple games up this year, I think he he's that guy for me. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I would I don't really care. <laughs> Anybody can come up. <laughs> I'm not like stuck on anything. I'm just excited to see some offensive guys. Like we've seen a lot of the defensive prospects and it's like, we, I know, I think a lot of the offense is going to come from outside the organization uh, once yeah. the team's ready to compete, but it's like, I'd be, I'm interested to see who, who we have in our system and, and what they can do at the NHL level. That's yeah. why I'm like, okay, cold knock would be cool. There's plenty of ice time to go around right now. So, um, all right. Speaking of 30 games, let's, uh, let's take a look at Connor Bedard so far. Um, okay. 30 games, 12 goals, 14 assists, 26 points. Beautiful. Expectations exceeding what you expected or lower? Um, I mean, I think he's exceeding expectations mainly because 
everything that has been put in place around him has fallen apart already. <laughs> yeah. Corey Perry, Taylor Hall, Ken, Seth Jones right now there. out. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. Okay. Um, I think he's doing great with a lot of less, a lot less yeah. things going on. Um, 1929 hockey did a cool little post um, comparing the first 30 games of other former first overall picks. So we're going to play a quick game of over under. Okay. All right. So does this player have more points or less points through 30 games than Connor Bedard? Okay. Um, first up, Nathan McKinnon. Less. Correct. He had six goals, 12 assists, 18 points. <laughs> Alex Ovechkin. Mm, I would say more because he finished the season with like over a hundred. So through 30 games, Ovechkin had 18 goals, 16 assists for 34 points. Ooh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go Tavares. Uh, Tavares probably had less. 13 goals, 11 assists, 24 points. <laughs> yeah. Show, like hit me with Aaron Ekblad. I guess what? Less. <laughs> Eric Johnson, less. <laughs> Austin Matthews. Oh, um, I think he started hot and then cooled off. But I'm gonna go less. Fourteen goals, nine assists, twenty three points. Fucking can't fool me. <laughs> Patrick Patrick Kane. Kaner. Uh, I this one actually will fool me. Um, I'm gonna say less. Seven goals, 23 assists, 30 points. Oh, no. <laughs> Point per game guy, Patrick Kane. How are yeah. you? It was on a better team, though, too. Yeah. He had, he had uh, Taves to play with, and they were electric. And then they had Robert Lang. <laughs> Signy Crosby. Oh, he had more. He definitely 13, 18, more. 31. Yeah. And then last, McDavid. Uh, I'm sure he had more because I think McDavid was over a point per game, but he only played like half a season. 13, 21, 34. Yep. So, I mean, he's outperforming some big names. On a way worse team. Yes. Way worse team than every other, everybody else on that list. I think, I think anything, it's just nice to see that he's being shown like, the hype is real. It's worth it. Like much deserved. And yeah. it's not one of those things where it was just like, Oh, Blackhawks got this kid. Let's just make him look good. And all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, he's got the hype. He he's the real is, deal. He's the real deal. And it's, you get to watch him forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever. Uh, last thing for Hawks talk for, I have would be uh three stars. Do you want to do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Third star. Uh, I think you gotta throw Morezic on there. Marezic. Like the stats don't don't show how well he really played. But man, fucking, you can just put Morezic save of the year candidate. Um. All right. Second star. I'm trying to pull up the stats here really quick. Um. I personally would say like Polino. That's who I was thinking. And then first star Bedard. Yeah. Usual suspects. Yeah, right. Be nice to see some some new guys on there, but that's okay. 
Well, I mean, there's nobody really else doing anything on the team because only three guys can play without getting hurt right now. So, um, yeah, anything else for Otsok? Uh, no. <laughs> no. What do they got coming up? Right, coming up. Oh, God. They got the Avalanche tomorrow or tonight. Then they got back-to-back um, against Montreal in Chicago and then in St. Louis on Saturday. And then they have a nice three days off for the uh, the Christmas Holidays. break. Yeah. So. Aren't the Avalanche on fire right now, or is it just Miko Rottenen? Miko Rottenen is tearing it up after getting called out yeah. by uh... <laughs> Lekkonen's dad. God damn, I fucking needed that guy to do that. Thank God. I stand with Lekkonen's dad. Dude was a bum. Avalanche back-to-back three-point games or something. Yeah. Avalanche Jeez. is 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last 10. Okay, and, but Rotten's got like 12 points in the last like four. Yeah. Um. All right, NHL talk. Ottawa, coaches change. Ah, yes. Uh. Oh, wait, one more thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or hot stock. Yeah. All four Blackhawks that were sent to Team USA training camp for uh, the World Juniors made the team. So Gavin Hayes, Oliver Moore, Frank Nazar, and Sam Rinzel. Hell yeah, buddy. I'm I'm, I'm pumped for that. Dude, it's fun, like, actually having prospects in this tournament again because it feels like the last few years, like, we haven't really had We had one last year. But it wasn't like a bunch of like guys that we were like, oh shit, let's go. Well, actually, we had two last year. It was Bedard and Korchinski. We just didn't know we had Bedard yet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sweet. But dude, USA is gonna be fucking stacked. Uh yeah. I think Canada's getting Matt po- Poitra. Yeah, they just did. Yeah, they did that. And then before like, he, he left, he started pretty well, but like, I don't know. I haven't really heard anything about him lately. Did you see, though, before he left um, at pre- Boston's practice, they made him do a shootout against Swayman and just got shut down? Yeah, because Swayman's a, an American boy. American. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I just, I like that, uh, like, our first round picks are making the team, right? Like yep. Oliver Moore, Frank Nazar, Sam Renzel. And then I like the surprise of like a third rounder being popped in there too with Gavin Hayes. And Who's he's playing amazing. He's also, this year. he's also only 19. So it's oh, not shit. like he's, it's not like he's right at that age gap or right at that line where it's like, you know, 20 and under. So he, yeah, he's playing fantastic. And the fact that we got him in the third round, it's, it's uh, reminding me of like this year's third round when they're like, how is Nick Lardis still out there? It's like, great. Let's, Let's get these third rounders that are just going to end up being like Ross, like role players that are going to be awesome. Gavin Hayes has 36 points in 27 games so far this year. Yeah, but God damn. And you tell also, me this kid's 19. He's, he's, like, a, he's a Michigan boy and he's playing on the Flint uh, Firebirds too. So he's, he's cool. in Michigan and he, yeah, he's got to stay in Michigan like his whole, like his, his whole hockey life so far. Oh, it's Brinky, Brinky Cat's birthday today. Is it really? Nice. 26. Nice. Um, but yeah, Evan yeah, does not look 19, man, dude. He looks like he's in his fucking 20s, that picture on Elite Prospects. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that'd be great if he turns out to be a, a nice little steal in that draft. We're, the Hawks are going to be a fucking problem. I cannot wait. Please. Dude, I cannot be an wait. issue. Oh, yeah. Not, now that I'm looking at 
elite prospects. Yeah, Nick Lardis, 37 points in 30 games. Gavin Hayes, 36 points in 27 games. Paul Ludwinski, 32 points in 27 games. And then uh, Misiak's got 26 and 28. Nazar is a point per game in the NCAA. We're going to do a prospect episode here soon. Just kind of talk about, you know, all the prospects, what they're doing, or at least do a segment on a show coming up here. I just, yeah, we got, we got a lot of kids and I'm hoping that a lot of them turn out to be something pretty decent. But all right. Um, back to NHL, talk. NHL talk before I, for, before I like got sidetracked, sidetracked big time there. Um, Ottawa fires their head coach. It was DJ Smith. Yep. Um, and who was the, also the assistant coach? Who was the assistant coach? Uh, it was. Damn, what was his name? I don't know. I'd oh, seen Davis that on Payne. Instagram. Uh, Davis Payne. Oh, okay. Um, and then now their interim head coach is Jacques Martin. And then their assistant coach, Danny Alfredson. Who? The Detroit legend. <laughs> It sucks because everybody always like ends up playing in Detroit after having long successful careers like Mike Madano, Danny Alfredson, like, and Patrick Kane. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know to make the change. You kind of feel like they had to. Um, yeah, they they're the worst team in the East, and they should not be at the bottom. They're a team that it's like I was thinking about this too. It's like I wasn't expecting them to tear it up this year, but I definitely expected them competing more. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like, I don't know how they're as bad as they are. What's amazing, too, is that they only have they're a minus one in goal differential only. Oh, you know what's funny? I forgot about this, too. They actually haven't played as many games as a lot of other teams. They've only played 26. And, like, the Blue Jackets, who are ahead of them by three points, have played six more games. They've played the least amount of games in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go by points percentage... They're still not great. They're just a, a, <laughs> <laughs> they go from 16th to 15th in the East. Hey, they're ninth, 29th in the, or no. Doesn't update it like that. Like, fuck it, whatever. I just, um, I don't, I don't understand how like this team with like such a stellar offensive unit up front and like some pretty solid defensemen with Jake Sanderson. I, I think actually, let me check cap friendly, but. It could be an issue of like injuries because I don't think maybe Shabbat's been out. And I don't know if you saw that Instagram post where Chickwood got a got a gash under his eye. Oh yeah. And everybody was like, everybody's making to be fun like, of him. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, he's going to the wrong locker room. You know, getting stitched up. Um, where the fart is their thing? Uh I think that's the issue, is that they have injuries. I don't know. Yeah, Shabbat. Goaltending, their goaltending's not good either. I mean, they don't have the firepower like Edmonton to turn around. They don't have a McDavid, even though they got a a, a Jimmy Stutzla, Brady Kachuk. I mean, there is solid team up front, man. I don't understand how they're they're not winning more games. They got a lot of big boys, which is crazy. Like Brady Kachuk is not somebody to mess with. I mean, they're gonna get Pinto back too, um, mid January. Oh, eventually. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't even have a contract. Well, he's apparently, I guess that it's all set for him to sign like a one year 800K. Is it, is he able to do that if it's after the, the deadline for RFAs to sign? They, 
yeah, they the NHL because came of, out and said when the suspension because of the suspension he'd he would be able to re, he would be able to sign. Oh, that's so weird. The okay. whole situation's weird. It's very, very, very much so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they got a good core. I mean, there's also, I mean, I don't know. The Ottawa just files under that oh, team. Like Shabbat's what? only played nine games. So that like really, really hurts you. But if Car- if Corpusalo is not playing great and if Forsberg's not playing good. Yeah, I mean, Corpus Allo, 3.5 goals against average with an 892 save percentage. Forsberg, 323 goals against average with an 876 save percentage. I mean. Yeah, you can't do dude, that. That, I mean, it worked for Seattle. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but everything for Seattle was clicking right last year. This, like, yeah, this team needs to. Hey, who knows? Look at Minnesota. Minnesota was a team that should have been doing better. They made the coaching change, and yeah. they've been playing a lot better hockey. Edmonton, Edmonton should have been doing change. better. Coaching yep. change, so it's like who knows? Maybe, maybe they might have waited. Giddy. They might have waited too long. So, like, even if they do start playing better, they have a long way to claw back. Do they? But did the the DJ Smith have more of a, a longer leash because they weren't expected? Isn't to really like. Isn't he just like a he was like a newer coach? But I'm just saying though, like, do you think they waited a, like a little bit longer because, like, you know, to give him time to try to fix it himself? Where Edmonton Maybe. and Minnesota was kind of like, no, we need to fucking win now. So let's go. Um, it's possible. I think, I think that they just had higher expectations for Edmonton and Minnesota than being like playoff teams last year, and then. Ottawa was probably looking to build off of what they finished at last year. And then they just weren't seeing the, any kind of turnaround. It's just, they kept there. I think that they honestly have probably like waited too long for this because they seem like they've dug themselves into a pretty deep hole to try and get out of. Yeah. I guess you're right too. Cause I also kind of like, I get the vibe from the new owner. Like it should have been like, he wants to put his mark on the team. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't clear house sooner, like when they cl- changed GMs and all that too. Let's see. Right now they're about 12 points out of a wild card spot, so they're gonna really need to like turn it on if that's what they are trying to do. It's doable. Yeah, it's. Not, I'm not saying it's not doable. That's for sure. It's just. It it's helps out. It, 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 it helps out that they have a lot of games in hand on teams. Yeah, but it just if they're just, already not winning as many games as they should be, then it's still you have to turn it on. It's a disadvantage being in that that West or Eastern Conference. Like that's, I mean, the Eastern Conference is so fucking good. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, let's say because right now Detroit and Washington are tied for like. Technically tied because they have 34 points for that last wild card spot in the East, and so that's the 12 points, right? Washington's only got two games up, like only two games more played, so that doesn't help out. But Detroit's got four, so like if the, even if they win the next four to reach that 30 game plateau that Detroit's at, let's say Washington loses just for whatever reason, so they're still at 34, 34 points, they're only going to be four points out at that point. Like, hey, a little bit more doable. That's why I like having the games in hand. It like really helps. It's, I mean, you just gotta, you gotta make the most of it at this point. 
they really can't yeah. be dropping more games. I, I obviously it seems like they are scoring goals if they're only a minus one goal differential. Yeah, eighty-eight goals for, eighty-nine against. Um, where's that put them? I mean, they're not they're not scoring goals. That's the problem. <laughs> they're not scoring goals, but they're not letting a lot up. I mean, they're it's they're still near the bottom in goals for. It's no. yeah. What goals for? Eighty-eight is sitting. Yeah, I mean, it's sitting them at twenty-nine. But they like like we were saying, they have six to like four to six games in hand on a lot of teams. Yeah. So, so if they, I don't know what their average goals per game is right now because I don't feel like doing the math, but it's higher than these teams. Um, let's see, goals per game. Here, I'll just go to. I'll just go to the stats. We'll just do it. That's what I was doing. Jesus. We'll get it done. <laughs> uh, goals per game for the Ottawa Senator. Your aver- They are three point three five, which they're tenth I mean, in the league. Yeah. Tenth in the league in goals for per game. And the only problem is their goals against per game is ten is three point four two, which is seventh worst in the league. Ninth. What? I have it here at seven. Yeah, I'm a nine. What? It goes San Jose, Columbus, Chicago, Tampa, New Jersey, Edmonton, Ottawa. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know why it's sort of like that. Interesting. Okay. But I'm right. Um, <laughs> either way, they, they need to do more to keep it out of the net. I'm sure getting Shabbat back at some point will help, which, yeah, I don't know if he will be. Like it, it says he's got out for four weeks from December 7th. Was he just back? Yeah, he was just cleared. November thirtieth. Oh God, that's you gotta feel. Yeah, that feels bad. That sucks. Well, you're muted. There we go. All right. Hey. <laughs> Did you know that they're doing the Road to the Winter Classic again? The the, the Road to the Winter Classic. Yeah. Like the, oh, the show on yeah. Max or HBO. Yeah. Oh, is it is it on it's on on there? It's on Max now, yeah. First episode, I guess, just went up. Oh I didn't know that. that so that's that. I'm really excited um, to actually see that game. I really I'm, too. those jer- those jerseys look fantastic. And then I can't wait. What like two weeks away at this point. Yeah, is it on actual New Year's Day this year? Yeah. I don't know sometimes it's I think so. Second, but oh did they ch- oh yeah, they changed it to the second recently because there was like a Football or something. Yeah. But, but yeah. I don't know if it's a – let's just check. Why not? Um, anything else, though, for NHL stuff? Al Sovechkin's on pace for 15 goals this year. Yeah, I'm sure he'll probably do more than 15. People already writing him off as a – As a boss. Catching Gretzky. <laughs> yeah, he's a boss, man. Um, yeah, I mean – He's he's gonna for sure. It's definitely okay. So it's on the first. Um, he's gonna he'll catch Gretzky. Like if it ends up being an extra season, he'll catch him. But I don't think he's gonna have only fifteen goals this year. No, God, no. It's 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 hard to believe 
that he scores less than that because I feel like this is probably like the first season of him being snake bitten like this bad. Which is pretty goddamn good. <laughs> it took him this long to get snake bit. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, what's his career shooting percentage? I don't know. He's He's been good for almost... 12.8 is his career shooting percentage. That's pretty, that's pretty fucking good. Especially because he Four... shoots so goddamn much. He's a 4.8 right now. Is it really? Yeah, there's yeah. no way it's going to stay 4.8 for the rest of the season. There's absolutely no way in hell. So Last year he shot 14.3, the year before 15%. <laughs> Holy crap. His worst shooting percentage in his career was in 10-11, and that was 8.7. And he put up 32. Yeah. But he also had 360. Dude, his shots are fucking stupid. 528 in 0809. That's insane. <laughs> That's God. so crazy. I love it. Um, Yeah. Get get Alex the puck. Let him rip. He's passing a lot though. Twelve assists. Yeah, Ooh. man. I don't know. Maybe they're not really passes. They're just pucks that are getting their rebounds. All right. Um, before we wrap it up, Christmas next yeah. next Monday. So we'll be recording on Tuesday. Um, instead, so we'll be posted on Wednesday next week. I guess so let's do this real quick. Mount Rushmore Christmas movies. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Who's your four? Um I don't know. Uh I guess what do I watch every year? If it's just it's not ranked. Not ranked, just your your, your oh, fourth I favorite. watch a, a Christmas movie every every year, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, it's I we I think we always end up watching like It's a Wonderful Life. Yep, that's on mine. <laughs> Um, Christmas Vacation. I think my third. I don't. I don't actually watch that movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't give a shit. Um, like Elf. Watch that sometimes. Really, not a good Christmas movie. Honestly, I just rewatched The Polar Express for the second time because, like, not I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad, but I'm it's not gonna. Good. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put it on there, at least until I watch it like a few more times. But I think the animation in that just like freaks me out because it's like kind of odd. <laughs> <laughs> and the C- Tom the Hanks is everybody. Yeah, and he's everyone exactly. <laughs> he's even oh, the kid. Man. It's even that blows my mind too. Is they added his voice to make it, he's the kid. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I looked at. Yeah. I, I was just like, oh, his name's all over the credits. That's funny. Uh, I don't know. What would be your? What's yours? I'll figure Christmas it out. Story, obviously. Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Christmas Vacation. Okay. And then probably I'd probably go actually. Oh man, I was torn between two. It's either the Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh yeah, that's a really good one actually. I like that. Or one. the the claymation stuff, the year without a Santa Claus. Like I love those. Oh yeah, those ones. I'd probably say the Grinch. The Grinch yeah. is good. Even actually, just the classic cartoon Grinch. Oh yeah, that one's fine. Not though. the new one though. The new I don't. I wasn't a big fan of the new one. I didn't even see that. But yeah, I saw like a couple minutes of it and turned it off. But I don't. I watch the Christmas Story like all the time. That's it. 
I only watch. You can only watch it though during the marathon on TBS. It's the only time you're allowed to watch it. I already watched it. <laughs> you suck. You already we watched it. it. We watched it literally like December first. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode two fifty six. What do you want to call it? Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like injuries. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, I don't know. I was going to say something about it being like an injury plague season is upon us. Um, I would just call it the IR. Another one. Yeah, right. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, IR episode. <laughs> okay. Make sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast feeds, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the two big ones. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it, at WCB Podcast. Uh, promo code on DraftKings, THPN, for a bunch of cool uh, bonuses and all that. Be like me and hit big on one of your bonus bets. Um, yeah, we will, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.